0: In the basement of Kramer Hall. To becoming one of the most respected brands in all of student media. You are listening to KCLU Columbia 88.1 FM. A free service of MSA GPC. And welcome one and all on this very chilly Tuesday morning in Columbia, Missouri. KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, online at kcou.fm. Hope you're having a wonderful morning so far. Hope you had a wonderful week so far. I know it's only the second day, but we can always hope. Uh, My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Cole Toosin. Cole, how's it going? How was your Thanksgiving break?
1: It was good I got to see uh, family over Thanksgiving break. Um, I know you um, saw some of your folks uh, back home, but uh, went to Chicago. Uh, it was a great time. But so it's currently a Columbia, Missouri. It's currently a winter wonderland out there.
0: and Nice and snowy. All nice and all nice and snowy.
1: Before we uh, start this sports talk on, there's a lot to talk about. I'll try to keep this brief. But there's one question, and do you know what I'm about to ask you?
0: Uh, no, I, I have no idea.
1: So... It's after Thanksgiving. It's a winter wonderland. Do you start listening to Christmas music now? Oh
0: heck yeah! I started listening to Christmas music. So 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 my family went to North Carolina for Thanksgiving because that's where my grandparents live, um, on my dad's side of the family. And, and on the way back from North Carolina, we were all of, we were all ten minutes outside of the city of Asheville, North Carolina, and our car was playing Christmas music. So yes, it is. More than time. We are past Thanksgiving. We are past Black Friday. I don't care if it's not December yet. It is it is Christmas time, my friend.
1: All right, cool. So um, you know, start, you know, listening to Christmas music. But before you do listening to Christmas music, make sure you listen to this episode of KNC Sports, because there's a lot to talk about.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um and I don't know if we're gonna be able to get to everything that happened. <laughs>
1: There was literally too much. You have Thanksgiving NFL games. You have the recap recapping, especially that Rams-Chiefs Monday night game. You oh, have my word, yeah. college football. You have college football rivalry week, what that means for the college football playoff. You have championship games this weekend. There's literally too much.
0: Te- Texans extended their win streak to eight. They're looking like they're probably going to run away with the AFC South. I mean, they could go to nine next week. They're playing the freaking Redskins.
1: The Bears played on Thursday against the Detroit Lions and Chase Daniel, who went to Mizzou, started, and the Bears won at the end with their start defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about, and we'll get to it all. Um, I think I'm going to break it down into two things. I think this is going to be a very football-heavy day. Uh, We might venture a little bit into basketball. I don't know. Rockets dropped a really crummy one in overtime, despite James Harden dropping 54 points. Like, I don't know if I want to talk about that because that'll just be a 15-minute rant of me talking about how the Rockets just need to get their stuff together. Uh, so we might not do that. But definitely college football, definitely professional football. We're getting down to that stretch in both college and pro where the playoff picture is coming into focus. So stay with us. We'll be right back after the break whether it be t-shirts for your charity event or jerseys for your intramural team let one-to-one print shop handle your custom apparel needs need some inspiration in crafting a logo or design follow
1: them on facebook and instagram at one-to-one print shop and check out some of their latest work or check out their website at one-to-one print that's o-n-e-t-o-o-n-e PrintShop.com. one-to-one print shop is the place to get custom apparel in Colombia. if you like Mizzou athletics then you're going to love salute your sports from Mizzou softball to soccer to football and basketball we cover everything Tigers join Chris Mitchell James Stanley myself Matthew Terry every Wednesday from 4 to 5 in the afternoon on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and online at KCOU.FM also be sure to follow salute your sports on Twitter at again KCOU sports we hope to see you there
0: KCOU would like to remind you that Missouri Tiger football and basketball are brought to you by El Rancho. Catch every Mizzou football game and Mizzou men's basketball game on KCOU 88.1 FM and on KCOU.FM. While you were online, check out El Rancho's website at www.columbiamoMexicanFood.com or visit them downtown at 1014 East Broadway. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU Sports. And welcome back, one and all, to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. Cole, let's let's start with college football, and this is going to be tough to find a real starting point. So, so I'm going to give us a little, a little foothill to start with. Two weeks ago, I guess, yeah, about two weeks ago now, um, we were talking about whether the Tigers had a chance against the Tennessee Volunteers. This was after the Volunteers were coming off of a pretty good win against, um, against Kentucky. Meanwhile, the Tigers had just whooped up. Well, not whooped up. The Tigers had just beaten Vandy. But it was most assuredly not convincing, and I and I think you did as well proclaim that you know we were both a, a wee bit scared of this you know of this Tennessee team.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. When you bring up the fact that Tennessee won, you know, twenty-one to seven against Kentucky, a team that. Mizzou should have beaten, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, Mizzou took the loss against Kentucky. But not only was it close, but Tennessee pretty much beat Kentucky on every side of the ball. So, Anil's played on Rocky Top. So, admittedly, you know, you and I were both um, scared that Mizzou was going to play in a Rocky Top. And after coming off a big win, that technically gives some momentum into the rest of the year, especially when you need only one more win to have a bowl game.
0: Yep, so we we were both pretty scared of of old Tennessee. Well, we shouldn't have been because the Tigers go in and kick the living crud out of Tennessee, 50-17, two scoreless quarters, only allowed seven points in the second half. Like, what were we scared of?
1: Honestly, the defense came to play that game.
0: The defense was so solid for Missouri. I mean, honestly, Jonathan Johnson... Uh, you know, did fumble it. uh? But you look at the defensive stats, right? Tyreek Gillespie had six solo tackles and a sack. You had Walter Palmore with a sack. Ron L. Perkins with a sack. uh, Seven total tackles for loss. Two passes deflected. You had a defensive touchdown that was Joshua Bloodsoe. I believe that came off of a scoop and score.
1: Uh, you're probably right about that. But this um, is something I've noticed DeMarcus
0: about- a. Had, a, had two interceptions for 83 yards.
1: It did he almost took one back to house? But it's something I've noticed the past two weeks. This Mizzou's defense, especially the run defense, has been quite solid. They've, they've been showed, holding opponents to negative rushing yards.
0: They've showed the heck up in recent weeks. So, so we look at so so we transition from the Tigers smacking the living heck out of Tennessee to a game that I think the consensus was that the Tigers were always going to win this one, but. At the same time, you couldn't take it for granted. Uh, senior day against the Arkansas Razorbacks, the battle line rivalry. And once again, here comes Missouri coming in and whooping butt. I mean, let's just look at the stats here. Uh, so Arkansas had 39 rushing attempts. They only, they only got 52 rushing yards the entire game. That's an average of one point three per carry. They had a fumble and an interception. The Tigers fumbled once, but it didn't really result in anything too bad, obviously, because this was a shutout. You know. The the Razorbacks were ten for twenty-five for 135 yards passing. Meanwhile, Drew Locke went out in his final game with 17 for 27. 227 yards. I mean, with two touchdown passes, I believe he finishes his regular season Missouri career at 96.
1: You're probably right about that, 96. Sounds about right. I don't think he cracked 100.
0: I don't believe so, but got a bowl game. We've got a bowl game. He could very easily throw four touchdown passes in the bowl game. I would not put it past... Drew Locke to get 100 touchdowns by the end of the bowl game. That'll be interesting. He only needs four, I think, at this point. I mean, honestly, he could have gotten more. uh, The Tiger offense slowed down in the fourth quarter of this Arkansas game. They knew they had won it, so they took took the the foot off the gas pedal.
1: I mean, would you want Drew Locke to... Um, keep slaying passes even though the game was already over in the fourth quarter. Yeah,
0: heck yeah, Pat those career numbers. This is a this is a rivalry game. Am, am I right? I mean, this is
1: well, this is a rivalry game that some people argue is not a rivalry.
0: I don't care. I mean, it's not. It's not really a rivalry. the The, the, the rival for the rival for Missouri is Kansas, and that will always be the case. But at the same time, I mean, it, it, we we've got a trophy we're fighting over. Might as well make this somewhat of a rivalry. If if you know, it, it, it's like it's like a corporate based rivalry, right? It's, you know, manufactured. So if, if so, if corporate forces you to do something, at least you know, do it. You know, do it. Do it right. You know, rub some salt in the wound.
1: But another big game of the rivalry, LSU A and M.
0: Which going in, which which going in, you know, uh, as as a as as a you know my little my little Aggie inside me, you know, growing up as a Texas A M, you know, as a Texas A and M Ag myself, I I've never seen LSU as a rival, simply because simply because like you know we've really only been playing for like five years now, about I mean that's A and joined the SEC what five years ago now I guess maybe six.
1: Let's see, Mizzou joined in 2013, 2012? I think
0: it was 2012, and they joined at the same time. So it's been six years. Um, And the, the Aggies had never gotten a win off of off of LSU. And, in fact, the year before the Aggies joined the SEC, they played LSU in the Cotton Bowl and got absolutely shellacked. Um, but that didn't matter down in Kyle Field. Down at College Station, uh, as this incredibly weird amalgamation of a football game occurred, went seven overtimes, and the Aggies won seventy four to seventy two, the highest scoring game in the history of the FBS.
1: That was crazy, and I,
0: I think I remember them saying on the on the uh, on the broadcast uh, was that. Um, this uh this game had a higher score line than the last basketball game played between these two schools.
1: You're probably right about that, but um I guess it was lucky that I went as seven overtimes because um I had a flight from Chicago to back to Columbia that night. So I was able to catch like the second overtime and on. <laughs> so
0: I I made the mistake of scheduling my my flight Back to back to Colombia at 5 a.m. on Sunday. So here I am, here I am, full, knowing full well that I have to get up at 3 a.m. to catch this flight. Um, and and I'm like, you know, watching this football game, and it gets to 10 a.m. and they're like, I think, I think they 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 maybe just finished the fourth quarter at 10 a.m. Um and so I'm like, all right, overtime. Yeah, this maybe goes one or two overtimes. Aggies are probably gonna lose. Um, and then it gets to the first overtime. I'm like, well, they they haven't lost yet. it's gets like the third. I'm like, well, what in the world? And it's like eleven o'clock. Uh, gets to the fifth. It's like eleven fifteen. I'm like, what? Well, what? in the world? are we doing here? This is this thing gonna go on forever? You know, the, the year is three thousand. the Aggies and Tigers are in their hundred twenty fifth overtime period, doing the same exact thing. Um, but no, it gets to like seventh overtime, it's midnight, and I'm like, what in the world are we doing here? And the ID's one, and here I am sitting in my couch, you know, on two hours of sleep crying like a baby. It was crazy. This is probably the best, this is probably the best football game I've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, and... You know, like Ed Ogeron, you know, had his Gatorade dumped on him at, like, that the fourth was, quarter. That
0: poetic. You have, you have the the, you have the Ed, Ogeron, Ed Ogeron, you know, sh- jumping the gun, getting dumped with Gatorade. Then the poor guy has to stand on the sideline soaked in Gatorade for seven overtimes, which wound up being about two hours. And, I mean, it's not cold in College Station, but it was, like, 50, maybe 60. It's not comfortable.
1: Now, I have one question since. You know, you've been to Kyle Field, you're in College Station. So you talk about how, and the broadcaster's going to mention this, if I'm not mistaken, the tradition's at A&M. So I know you stand at Kyle Field the entire game. That is true. Do you think they stood for seven overtimes?
0: You know what? There may there may have been a, a few sit-downs sit in the middle of, like, the intermission periods and, you know, at halftime or something. But I think knowing the Ags, for the most part, they were standing up, and they were for sure, they were for sure up enough to rush the field at the end of that game. Which, honestly, in my 19 years of life, I've never seen anyone rush Kyle Field. Like that's just something I, you know, no matter how many times that you know they they didn't they really beat Texas, right? You know that that's what made the A and M Texas rivalry so good, was that even when. You know, Mac Brown and the Mac Brown Longhorn team was at its height. I mean, the Aggies could still occasionally beat them. But even when that happened, the Aggies rarely rushed the field. Like, I don't think I'd ever seen that before. And so to see that against LSU, you know, probably the second... It's it's the second best SEC victory in the history of Texas A&M. Obviously, the best SEC victory would be the one against Bama and Tuscaloosa. And but, that would make sense. I mean, this this was insane. And that's not even the only thing that happened in this big rivalry weekend either. I mean, so, like, there's that. Oregon beat the living tar out of Oregon State. Virginia Tech, the Hokies. You know, talk about overtime games. The Hokies beating the Commodores in OT. I mean, that was big.
1: Did you see the Oklahoma-West Virginia game?
0: I did. That was, like, you know, I mean, that's not a rivalry, but holy cow, West Virginia taking it to the Sooners. That was that was incredibly close.
1: Oklahoma yeah. won that game, actually, 59-56. Yeah, I know. I mean,
0: it was 59-56, but, I mean, props to Will Greer for really showing up. 539 yards, four touchdowns. Oh. Oklahoma's blessing their lucky stars. I don't know, even if they win the Big 12, if they win their Big 12 championship against UT, I don't know if they're going to make it into the college football playoff.
1: So, we'll talk about this later if we have time, but so Oklahoma's playing Texas in the Big 12 championship game this weekend. If they win that, you still don't think they're like the fourth seed?
0: I don't know, man. Cuz like, okay, let's look at it right now. You got your your top 5, really top 6 cuz you can still make a you, you can still make a case for for Ohio State. Um Yeah, Bama is the undisputed number 1. Clemson probably an undisputed number 2 at this point. They're they're pretty much a lock unless they lose the ACC Championship game. Then they might drop down to 4. Maybe
1: I think it depends on whether else happens, but...
0: Notre Dame's undefeated. They're a lock. They're number three. Yep. And then you got Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State all hanging at 11-1, and right? All very solid teams, but Georgia is about to be a two-loss team at the end of this weekend (laughs) because I'm sorry, but Alabama's going to win the SEC championship.
1: See, I tweeted about this, but... So, I basically said on my Twitter, I posted about how the scenarios for this college football playoff end with the championship game. So, Alabama, you're probably going to win the SEC championship. you are going to be the first seed.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: Clemson plays Pitt. They're going to win probably the probably going to be the second seed. Yeah. Is Notre it? Dame, you know, third seed. They're locked. Yeah. So, you have the fourth seed between Georgia who plays Bama, who Georgia's probably going to lose. Oklahoma's playing Texas for the Big 12. That's going to be a shootout. And you have Ohio State. Playing
0: Northwestern for the Big Ten.
1: Correct. And when you look at all three of these teams, so Georgia's going to be a two-loss team. Oklahoma.
0: 11-1, but their one loss was um, UT earlier in the season, if I remember correctly. Yes, in yeah. the and, Red River In the Red River rivalry, and it was a three-point loss, you know,
1: 48-45. And Ohio State. Lost to Purdue. Loss.
0: Which pretty bad. Pretty as well. bad. I mean, Mizzou spanked Purdue. If you if you're if you're losing to Purdue and you're Ohio State, I mean, that's a bad beat. So,
1: I basically said how if Oklahoma wins the Big Twelve, that loss against Texas is more it's reasonable ne- and negated. more acceptable than losing to Purdue. If you lo- so if you they lose go-
0: to, if you lose to Texas in the uh, you know. In the regular season, but then beat them in the conference championship game, that's, that's a negated loss, you know?
1: So they would go on as a four seed. But if they lose,
0: which they could,
1: to Texas in the Big 12, but if Ohio State beats Northwest in the Big 10, they go in because they're a one loss team over the two losses teams.
0: So here's a dark horse, and this won't happen, but UT is 9 and 3, they beat OU, they'd be 10 and 3. Do you think a three-loss team? I don't think they do. I think that's that's. A, I think Ohio State. I, Ohio State would make it, over and other a teams that Texas. go above them. Yeah, I yeah agree.
1: Michigan's a two-loss team, and I think they're out of the college football.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely Michigan's out of it. What about UCF?
1: Play Bama. Play a team that is of that caliber, and then show up because
0: they played UNC. Um, an undefeated SMU at the time, an undefeated Memphis at the time, an undefeated Cincinnati at the time, their non-con is very poor. I'll give you that. They need to stop. They need to stop scheduling. You know, South Carolina State. They need to stop scheduling UNC. They need to stop scheduling FAU. Correct. And they need to start scheduling Bama or Auburn. Heck, I, Mizzou would be fun.
1: I mean. College game day was down for the UCF Cincinnati game, and they were basically saying, and I'll quote them on this: they basically everyone, Desmond Howard, Kirk Herbstreet, Lee Curso, everyone was basically saying, unless until UCF plays a team like Bama, win streak, no matter what, is even it's like 200 win streak, they're never going to be in the college football playoff. And I my, 100% agree with that.
0: Here's my question: they're probably going to wind up playing like, you know, either Michigan, or Georgia you know one of those they're going to they're going to play one of those top teams who doesn't make the football the college football playoff right last season it was auburn and and last season they beat auburn and that was the whole catalyst for the you know raising the banner and all that business right if they do it again if they go and they play a big team in a bowl game again and they win right and now I don't know I don't know UCF's schedule for twenty nineteen. I can look that up. Um, but if they start winning their bowl games against these big ones, who's to say we don't start giving them giving them some credit?
1: Okay, so um I see where you're coming from this, but let me tell you a case study. Boise State a few years ago went undefeated, had a great win streak, won the best in the College football at the time, Boise State. A few years ago, they didn't make the college football playoff because they didn't have, they didn't play against great opponents. Same thing with UCF. Would you say so?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So let me let me read you out UCF's uh, future opponents uh, in 2019. We're not going to talk about um, we're not going to talk about the American Ath- the American Conference because I mean obviously they're always going to be playing in the American Athletic. But they're, uh, they're non-con for 2019. They're playing Florida AM, and m Florida Atlantic, Stanford, and Pitt.
1: Stanford and Pitt is pretty reasonable.
0: In 2020, their non-cons are North Carolina and Georgia Tech. They're playing Georgia Tech at Bobby Dodd. And their conference schedule does include games against... Cincinnati, and U of H, both of whom had very strong near-undefeated seasons this year. So there's that. 2021, their schedule, their they're only non-con announced so far is Louisville. 2022, their only non-cons announced so far are Louisville and Georgia Tech. But I guess what I'm getting at is if they start... Scheduling harder non-con games like Stanford, Pitt, Louisville, you know that sort of thing. When do we start taking them more seriously? Because if they go undefeated next season with wins over Stanford and Pitt, I mean honestly, I'm putting them, I'm put, putting them top five. They'll also have wins over U of H, Cincinnati, Temple, and USF. Those teams in the American, albeit. Nearly all went undefeated this year. You know.
1: I still need that Bama game. I still need that Clemson game. I still need that Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State game against UCF. So you you want just to, to prove that they're worthy.
0: The problem is, so so here's on here's how non cons work, right? You schedule a team in your non conference who you think is either a going to give you a good challenge or B who you think you can beat. Now, they're not going to travel an insane distance to play a team like say Notre Dame or Michigan cuz they know they'll get they they know it's going to be tough, but it's it's a it's a it's a very it's a lot of money to travel from, you know, the middle of Florida up to Indiana and vice versa. Okay, so they're get probably that. So-, so they're probably not going to play, but if they play like Auburn or Bama, they what might What about
1: Georgia?
0: Georgia they could and I think that's that would be a strong one. The problem is, are those are those teams going to allow UCF to schedule them? Because those teams want non-con games, most of them, especially Alabama. They want those non-con games where they know they'll win so that, you know, worst comes to worst, they'll have something to prop their bowl eligibility.
1: Well, I mean, Alabama I think it would be great because, I mean, I'm sure Alabama knows that UCF keeps talking about how you know, they're the national champions. You know, they keep taking away from Alabama's 2017 national championship. Like, okay, go head-to-head head and yeah, show I who it. is the national champion. I
0: would I would absolutely adore if that was a game. I just don't really know if it will be. Just, just based on, you know, how scheduling is working and all that. Um, here's what I'd really love to see. And this won't happen for another couple of years but i would adore i would adore for um i would adore for the for the UCF Golden Knights to move up to the ACC um and i don't know if they'll
1: happen that yet. would help for their prominence in the college football world if they move up to the ACC
0: and i i think i think the the all the all the big contracts and everything are going off Um, around, I want to say, uh, gosh, I want to say, I want to say all the, all the big ones finish up around, um, around 2020, but I'd still love to see them move, you know? I guess well, I mean, I don't want to talk about future scheduling just yet, but have you seen the Tigers uh some of the Tigers non con stuff for next season?
1: Are you talking about Mizzou
0: here? Yeah, Mizzou.
1: Let's see, I'm pretty sure next season they're playing non converse Troy.
0: Yep. Troy at Faro. Yeah, SEMO. I'm sure they're playing. They're playing. They're playing Semo at Furrow, so we're we're getting rid of the most state game and replacing them with Semo, West Virginia at Furrow.
1: That was I. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And
0: in Wyoming in Wyoming. So a fun. A fun non-con for the Tigers next season. You know. Oh yeah,
1: definitely for sure.
0: I'm just mad because they won't play A and M, home or away, until 2021, which. Is unfortunately going to be the season after we both you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, if we stay on 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 track with our degrees and everything, I'll be the season after we graduate. And in that se- in that same season of playing North Texas. So I mean, like, I miss all the Texas games. But whatever. We're gonna take a short break here when we come back, moving away from college football over to the NFL. Talking about things going on there. Playoff pictures starting to shape up in the National Football League. So stay tuned. Last year, four million people graduated from Red Cross classes. One of them could save your life. Join them.
1: Listen to The Cast every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and streaming worldwide on KCOU.FM. We're talking Mizzou football, Mizzou
0: basketball, and all things sports. If you want sports, you'll find it every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. It's The Cast, the Colton Anderson sports talk with David Coons on KCOU. The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org donate. And welcome back. KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by my good friend Cole Tusing. And don't forget, every Saturday this ball is a KCOU Sports Saturday. Listen to your favorite KCOU sports shows every Saturday all day long. Catch No Huddle, Breaking the Plane, Mizzou football, basketball, and more every Saturday. It's not just Saturday. It's KCOU Sports Saturday. Some good stuff on tap for this Saturday. Uh I know I won't be here. Uh so so that won't be happening for us.
1: Do you think there's gonna be a sports Saturday this weekend anyway? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There's always a sports Saturday. I just don't know what it will be. I just I I have no idea. Um but we're looking at the NFL right now. We got the Bears uh beating the Lions over the weekend. Over that Thanksgiving break. Not really weekend. I mean
1: That was a great game. Um it was a great way to start off um Thanksgiving after playing Detroit, you know, two weeks ago. Well, I guess at the time. And then you're going into Ford Field on Thanksgiving Day. That's the first game of Thanksgiving and that it looked like Detroit was gonna come back and win, but that defense can interception very late in the game changes things
0: definitely changes things uh but you look at you know you look at that uh Texans got the win 34-17 over the Titans last night pretty good game from the Texans if we're being honest and now they have the same record as the New England Patriots uh which i mean that's that's not indicative of anything cuz the texans like haven't really like like their, their schedule isn't the best you know they haven't played anyone very strong but i mean you know still getting the win and getting the 8-3 record is huge
1: love other games that happened before the thanksgiving week the previous week if you remember the Rams-Chiefs Monday Night Football game.
0: Oh, yes, the Rams-Chiefs game, which was one of the best football games I think I've ever seen. You know, so we had, like, we had, like, a couple of just insanely brilliant football games just right, you know, right there. Right? Like, you got, um... You've got, uh, whatchamacallit's, um... Uh, lo, 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 lo.
1: the Vikings Bears game was pretty good that yeah, week. Yeah,
0: Vikings Bears game. Uh, it was uh it was the UT game. I think it was. It was incredibly high scoring. Uh, but then the the A and LSU game, like all these crazy high scoring football games, awesome. I love high scoring football games. Uh, but so it's done quite a bit. All of this, we're 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 starting to get a more clear picture of how the playoffs are going to be working out. I mean, we only have, what, five five more weeks left into the season? Um, and next, you know, this Sunday, there's there's a couple of really good games. Thursday's Saints-Cowboys. I can't imagine the Saints losing that. But so, so right now, the Patriots lead the AFC East, obviously. Uh, Steelers lead the AFC North. Texans lead the South by, I think, two games at this point. Yeah. And then the Chiefs lead the West, but they only have a one game margin on the Chargers.
1: Okay, so look at the playoff picture right now. So far the teams with a bye week, it goes the Chiefs, the Patriots, of course the Saints, and the Rams. Yep. In the wild card games, it's the Ravens and the Tetsons. Which is
0: a familiar matchup. They've met they've met in the playoffs before.
1: The Chargers and the Steelers. The Bears and the Redskins and the Vikings and
0: Cowboys. So I, I I don't see too many of those flipping up. I think I think as it stands, like the the playoff picture is relatively clear. I think the teams in first are probably going to stay in first. The only thing that might change is I think the Redskins might pip the Cowboys. I think that might happen. Uh, but uh, other than that, I mean the rest the rest is relatively is a relative lock. You know?
1: So you don't believe the Colts can jump the Ravens?
0: Oh uh, they might. You know, the 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 wild card that is that that does that does change things. Um I mean they that, that is that is something that I could have the, the Colts could beat out the Ravens.
1: Because in the NFC you have the Seahawks and the Panthers with the six and five record, the same record as the Cowboys and Redskins. the Redskins.
0: Yeah, I think the Redskins might wind up winning that division. You know.
1: Let's see what the Redskins have for the rest of their schedule.
0: I know they're playing. Uh, they're playing the Eagles on Monday. So there's that uh they're playing the giants week 14 they're playing uh the jaguars week 15 titans week 16 on a thursday or rather on a saturday that's that's when we start playing saturday games in the nfl and then uh they close out with the eagles
1: looking at that game I it's possible they might win out
0: there there's a possibility but definitely not a probability I could see them possibly doing it but I don't think they will I think they will win enough though to get ahead of the Cowboys you know
1: Let's look at the Cowboys' rest of schedule, because if the Redskins do win out, that might be bad news for the Cowboys. So, they have a game against the Saints.
0: All right, they'll lose that.
1: They have a game against the Eagles.
0: Yeah, that'll be close.
1: In Indianapolis.
0: Mmm, that might be a loss. Against Cults the, Buc- or- against the doing- Buccaneers. They should win that. And at MedLife against the Giants. That... Dang, that last game might just be the decider. That's crazy. I don't know who's going to win this conference, or this division, rather. I have no idea. This is really very, very close. I mean, in the end, it's not going to matter because it's probably going to be Sage Chiefs in the Super Bowl, right? Like, none of this matters in the end. Because the Saints are too good. It's going to be, I think it's going to wind up, I think the, the bracket is structured where the Saints and Rams can meet in the, uh, in the yeah, the Saints and Rams can meet in the conference championship. I think they will meet in the conference championship. Um, and I think the Saints actually might win this. Though I'd really love to see a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. I don't know if, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. It could very well be Saints-Patriots. It could very well be Saints-Chiefs. But I don't think the Rams are getting past the Saints this year. This might be the year the Saints win the Super Bowl.
1: It very well might. I can see it. Let's just uh, take some hypotheticals. If the season were and this is how the playoffs were stacked, the Chiefs... Who would they be playing most likely? The Ravens or the Texans?
0: I think the Texans can beat the Ravens. So it'd be Chiefs Texans. That's funny. That's the first foot. That's the first professional football game I ever went to. Really? Yeah, Chiefs Texans back in like two thousand ten. We the Texans won on a field goal. it was, it was a fun game. Um.
1: So you don't think the Texans will do that again? Or? I don't
0: think that'll happen again. No, I think the Chiefs will beat the Texans there and go to the the AFC Championship game.
1: All right, so Patriots get the bye against the Chargers and the Steelers.
0: I gotta go. I gotta go with the Steelers here. I know the Chargers have the better record, but Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs. I mean, you, you just you can't you know you can't discount that.
1: So, Patriots and Steelers.
0: And I think the Pats have that, you know. So it'd be Chiefs, Pats in the AFC Championship game, and that's that's such a flip of the coin. I think the Chiefs get home field advantage, which might wind up being the difference, you know. So, I I honestly think whoever whoever finishes up because both well, these teams are going to wind up in the championships game. So, so whoever finishes up with a better record and clinches home field advantage, I think winds up winning the AFC.
1: Probably right about that. All right. Now, moving on to the NFC. The Saints get the bye with the Redskins and the Bears. All right. The Bears beat the Redskins, which would leave a Saints-Bears matchup. No, and- no,
0: it it would be bears. It would be bears, Rams. I think, and actually, it'd be Texans, Patriots, because Patriots play the high, the highest winning seed, which, you know, just confirms what oh, I was yeah, about to say. Oh yeah, I was looking say, at that wrong. Which confirms what I was, what, what I was saying. will be Chiefs, Pats in the conference championship, but it it it, it would probably wind up being Bears, Rams, vikes Saints. I think the Vikings beat the Cowboys.
1: So vikings Saints probably gonna be the Saints there
0: yeah probably unless we have another uh what is it Minnesota miracle
1: yeah it was Stefan Diggs
0: yeah I don't think that'll happen again though
1: that was insane all right and Rams against the Bears
0: I gotta go with the Rams here though though you know what you know what the Rams have a terrible defense and their offense is good but it's going up against a Bears offense well, not bears. It's going off against a Bears defense that could very well have its number.
1: Oh, I'd love to see that.
0: Ooh, yo, Bears might make it to the NFC Championship. It could the be Bears ba-
1: fan in me hopes. It that could be bears, that's a reality. I it just, could
0: very well be Bears Saints. I am not. I'm not writing that off.
1: I don't know though. It, it just depends because. The Rams' offense is so good. I know the Bears' defense is really good. They're able to stop teams like the Vikings. But here's my main problem. Yes, the Bears' defense is great. You know, Clint Mack definitely is that spark factor. You have, you know, great defense overall. But here's the problem. The Bears' defense is one of the worst in the NFL when it comes to giving up points in the fourth quarter. And if it's a close game... true. True. That could uh, pose some problems for you.
0: But but what what I I I raise you the fact that the Bears' defense has been pretty much lights out for the most of the season.
1: Now I'll say this: the Bears and Rams are playing in Soldier Field in a few weeks.
0: I think I think that game is going to give us a preview of what the AFC, of what the NFC Championship could very well wind up as or rather the, the the NFC division round. I could that could very well be a, a prelude to how things might wind up. You know? I don't know. I mean, this is
1: December 9th, the Rams are going in Soldier Field. All right. So in 2 weeks,
0: 2 the Bears weeks they're playing
1: against the Giants at MetLife playing the Rams. Packers Bears in Soldier Field against the 49ers and then it's in Minnesota.
0: All right. That dang. That's a that's a tough one. That's a big tough deal.
1: That Green Bay game should definitely be interesting, especially being back in Soldier Field.
0: I agree. I think that that Green Bay game is going to be huge. But I mean, honestly, the playoffs this year are so different from any other year. Have you noticed that?
1: I I think that's a fair statement. And honestly, I've noticed that a little bit, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, y- you look at you look at the Patriots, and the Patriots are not a lock for the Super Bowl for the first time in, like, almost a decade. You know? Um... The Rams, who at the beginning of the year we thought would be a lock for the Super Bowl, are now getting pipped up by the Saints. The Chiefs are coming in, which Lord knows we did not expect the Chiefs to do anything, you know? The Texans are the third seed in the AFC. Like, I think it might be the highest the Texans have ever been seated in a playoff in, like, the history of the franchise, you know? I am very very excited about what all is going on here in in professional football,
1: so let's preview this week coming up so there's night you got the saints and the cowboys
0: i I gotta give that to the saints I mean you you can't just not.
1: I'll agree with you there all right, so Sunday games. Like I mentioned before, the Bears are playing in MetLife against the Giants.
0: That'll be a win for the Bears. If it's not, I'd be very surprised. The Bears just have a better defense than the Giants are having a pretty abysmal season.
1: Your Texans are playing against the Cleveland Browns in Houston.
0: It is the Cleveland Browns in Houston. I, I, mm, I mean, the Browns are the Browns are going on a tear, but I, I think, I think the Texans have this one. I think it's going to wind up being a nine nine win streak. By the end of this week.
1: The Chiefs are going in Oakland.
0: That's a big one. Because Oakland's having a poor season, but you can't sleep on the Raiders. I think, I think this has to go to the Chiefs.
1: Vikings are playing against the Patriots.
0: Vikings-Pats is going to be a really good game. This one's in New England. And so for that reason, I have to give it to the Pats.
1: The Panthers and the Buccaneers.
0: Panthers and Buccaneers, I ah, I think the Buccaneers' early season magic is gone, and I think the Panthers are going to have this one. They've won the last three matchups in pretty convincing fashion.
1: Since the Panthers have the same record as the Cowboys and the Redskins, they're trying to see if a team loses enough games so they can make the wild card. Right. So Ravens and Falcons.
0: Ravens and Falcons. I gotta go with the Ravens here. The Falcons are not getting off the ground at all this season. Their defense is pretty abysmal. I mean, this is the this the first time these teams have played since twenty fifteen, though. So, I mean, this is this is gonna be a, a good game. But I think the Ravens have this.
1: Bills and Dolphins.
0: Bills and Dolphins. This is this is Tank Bowl, isn't it? Both of these teams suck, but the Bills have a pretty good defense. So, I'm going to go with them over the Dolphins.
1: Colts and Jaguars.
0: Big AFC matchup, but got to go with the Colts here. Jaguars are not able to – have not been able to recapture what they did last season. Uh, they actually benched – they're benching Blake Bortles for this game, I saw. So I, I gotta, saw
1: they fire their offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, so I, I got to go with the Colts here.
1: Broncos and Bengals.
0: Broncos and Bengals. Uh, two teams – Bengals have been playing really crappy lately. I just go- lost to the
1: Browns last week. Yeah,
0: I got to go-, go with the Broncos.
1: Rams and Lions.
0: Ah, uh, this got to be the Rams. I don't, I don't care this is in Detroit. The Lions are 4-7 and seven this season. They're not doing very good. Rams are going to have it.
1: Cardinals and Packers.
0: Ooh, two teams that should be doing better than they are. Got to go with the Pack.
1: Jets and Titans.
0: Jets and Titans is, once again, two teams that are primed for good things. Both teams are doing very poorly. It's in it's in Tennessee. I think I think Marcus Mariota is going to have a decent game, and I think that the Titans win this one. I'll tell you what, though. The last game played between these two teams ended 7-3 to in favor of the Jets, which is a terrible game of football, and both teams should be ashamed of themselves.
1: Fair enough, 49ers and Seahawks.
0: Niners and Seahawks, two teams that should, once again, should be better than they are. But I gotta go with this. I gotta go with the Hawks here. Niners just playing very poorly.
1: All right, Monday Night Football. Redskins in Philadelphia.
0: Skins in Philadelphia. Gotta go with the Eagles.
1: Really, not the Skins.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Eagles in Philly on Monday. I think I think Fly Eagles fly on this one. And you forgot you forgot Chargers Steelers.
1: Oh, I thought you mentioned that, but Chargers-Steelers.
0: Chargers-Steelers, and honestly, I could see the Chargers getting the win over Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. The problem is, Pittsburgh's so good at home, and they've been doing very well this season. Second in the league in passing, sixth in defense, fourth in offense. I got to go with the Steelers here. But, like, you would not, I would not be, I would not be, uh, you know, I would not call you an idiot. Picking the Chargers in this game
1: The last time they met was in 2015 It ended in a Steelers win 24-20
0: Which is a close one You know Before that in 2012 the Chargers won by 10 I have to imagine LaDainian Tomlinson was part of that Was that Or is that too late for LT?
1: That might have been too late for LT.
0: Before that, I'll, I'll 2009 tell you. Two thousand
1: nine. Two thousand
0: nine was that the time before that, and the Steelers won thirty-eight to twenty-eight. Two thousand nine. That was right around the time that the Steelers were making their big Super Bowl push. If I'm correct.
1: You're probably right about that, but oh, uh, the Chargers' offense is really good.
0: It is, but I just I you know I got to go with the Steelers at home.
1: I'm going to go with the Chargers.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: This is probably going to be, if things wind up correctly, this might be a preview to the wild card.
0: I, I agree. I think that could wind up being something that occurs.
1: But I have to go with the Chargers here. I just think that offense has been hot all year, and they, I think it's ready for prime time.
0: I'd have to agree with you there. Not much time Left, but with the time remaining, we got Champions League today for soccer. Some good old UEFA Champions League matchups occurring around Europe. Uh, we can run through a few. The ones going on today are pretty fun. Uh, City is playing Lyon in France. That'll be fun. Roma playing Real Madrid in Rome. Now, Cole. Real Madrid's playing like trash right now. Probably one of the worst seasons that they've had in the past decade or so. Roma not playing very well either. I'll tell you, last year, Roma upset FC Barcelona in the Champions League uh, in the semifinal, or not in, in the quarterfinal. Uh, so you got two underperforming teams, but one of them that still has the memory of beating FC Barcelona ingrained in their mind. I mean, they, they, this team beat Messi. Real Madrid without Ronaldo this season. Ronaldo going off to Juventus, having a terrible time. Uh, they're playing in Rome. Who do you think can get this one?
1: Gotta go with Roma here.
0: I agree with you. Roma's been doing very well this season. I I I see them winning this. Manchester United playing uh, playing young boys. Uh, and if we look at the if we look at the table here, for uh, I believe they're Group H. Yes, they are. United 2 points behind Juventus, 2 points ahead of Valencia with only, I want to say one more game left. I think this is match day 5. Yeah, so so only one more game left uh after after today for United. If they win, they go 10 points um and then Valencia is probably going to lose to Juventus today. I mean Juventus is a better team. They got Ronaldo.
1: Ronaldo's a instant factor
0: in. And- I don't know if he's playing. He might have been red-carded in his previous match. I'm not I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh but as it stands, I believe if if Juve wins today and United wins today, then that's it for group H. They both go through. But if Juve draws to Valencia, which could happen, United goes 10 points, they're through. Um, Valencia goes 6 and Juventus goes ten, goes 10. Could United win this group? They got to go, they got to they got to get ahead and they got to count on Ronaldo's Juventus losing. Do you think you know, do you think Juventus would lose or draw today against a Valencia team that is definitely subpar?
1: Well, it talks about how you know, you bring up the fact that, you know, Ronaldo might have gone a red car. He may or may not be playing. So I think that's definitely a factor you gotta consider. If he doesn't play, it's possible it's if he doesn't play, it's definitely your chances are definitely higher. Anything can happen.
0: I agree. And so also, uh, let's see. Schalke, who's Playing like absolute trash in the Bundesliga, uh, has a chance to actually qualify for the next round in the Champions League. All they have to do is win their game. I think they play tomorrow, and then if Galatasaray loses their match, then Schalke is through. Actually, lose or draw. Um, other than that, I mean, all the groups, all the other groups are incredibly close. Brescia, Dortmund and Co Madrid both tied on nine points. Uh, but that group is or will be finished if Club Bruges loses or draws in their next match. I mean, this is Champions League getting getting down to the wire here in the group rounds. Uh, before we leave, leave, who do you think is going to wind up winning the Champions League?
1: Who's in the Champions League? I'm not a good with soccer.
0: Well, we got we got a couple of teams. I'll, I'll give you the front runners. got Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, FC Barcelona, uh, Liverpool, Porto, Bayern Munich, uh, Manchester City, Real Madrid, Roma, Juventus, Manchester United. I'll tell you, Barcelona's playing out of their minds this season.
1: now when you listed off those all those teams I could be completely wrong because I don't follow soccer but
0: Liverpool they made it to the final last season they're having a pretty solid they're having a pretty solid year in the Premier League I would not put it past them to get back. So that may, you may think you're, you're a little bit out of the water with that one, but I actually I could actually see that happening. My personal pick, my personal pick is FC Barcelona. I mean yes, they're currently second in La Liga. Uh, they're a point behind Sevilla, but honestly in the Champions League, it's very hard to match FC Barcelona and Lionel Messi. Um, and for that reason, I think Barcelona is going to win the Champions League this year.
1: So we've only got a few minutes left to go on the show. But one more thing to cap off. Mizzou basketball is returning home tonight against Temple. That is true. Who's that, Who's your pick? Well, this is going to be I'm a toss-up. Sure
0: is a toss-up.
1: We both this- said Mizzou here when we did our predictions.
0: I'm going to stick with the Tigers here. Um, I think I think the the Paradise Jam was a blessing for the Tigers. They got the win against Kennesaw, and that was not as convincing. But then a very convincing win against Oregon State, which against an AC against a Pac-12 opponent, when you get a win like that, I mean that's what you need, you know. So I think they've got a they got a little bit of momentum back. Um, I think they can beat Temple. Uh, hopefully they can beat Temple for Tiger fans. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Mizzou here.
1: I like that pick. That's a good pick. I'm about to um, stick to what we said a few
0: shows ago and uh, stick with Mizzou here. All right. Well, there you go. That's just about do it for today's show. So thanks for tuning in to KNC Sports. Remember, we are here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia every Tuesday at 8 p.m., sorry, 8 a.m., 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, Might be on Sports Saturday on Saturday, so stay tuned for that. Um, And other than that, uh, have yourself a wonderful rest of your week. If you're here in Columbia, make sure you stay warm because it is cold as heck outside.